Hey, Reed, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Dad? I'm fine. <sighs> so, what no one else knows is, until now, is like all the fussing we've been doing with the cables and stuff. Yeah. And now all the lights are running, all the cables are plugged in, because we have a very special episode. Yeah. It's special edition. Yeah. So not a 10 questions episode, not a regular episode, purely a review episode. Yeah. Do you want to explain how this came to be? Uh, I'm trying to figure out myself how to explain it. Um, so, well, you're in a band who yes. primarily does, well, who only does covers. Well, that's, that's the claim. Songs. Yeah. But kind of like Ella Fitzgerald does c- covers. Well, yeah. Well, you're a jazz band, so. Sure. So it's been, so we were always looking for a song, how to recreate a song. And you and I were in the car and mm-hmm. Anna, your sister, my daughter. Yes. Was suggesting that we do Levitating by Dua Lipa. Yes. Great yes. song. Great song. And I thought, oh, I'll look for different versions of that song. Yep. different covers, as one would say, of that song to see how people might think of that. Yeah. And I hated them all. I did too. Great. So we were on the same page, mm-hmm. which gave us the idea to just review covers of songs. Yeah. So we're not talking about what's going on, although you're heading back to school. Yep. Very Saturday. soon. Mm-hmm. It's I'm back in school. Things are underway. And we've got the full soundboard so we could plug in each of our microphones and the computer with the tracks that we have specially selected for this special episode. Yeah. So this is the most work that has gone into any podcast so far. So far. I'm hoping it's working. I see the lights. I see that the timestamp says two minutes and something and it keeps moving. So it must be working. Okay. So... With no further ado, here's our covers review episode, starting with Levitating by Dua Lipa. And what we're going to do is go through a bunch of different songs that we have each picked. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh, here's some covers of these. Or we picked a cover and then go back to the original or vice versa. And we will give people our, our take on these songs. Yes. Because that's what the world needs. Yeah. Our take on cover songs. Yeah. Okay. So just our opinion, not even based on like if it's technically a good piece. Oh, we're we're right though. Yeah. Yeah. It's We're two white guys sitting in a room in the middle of America. We're right. Yeah. That was said with sarcasm yep. in case you didn't up, pick up, up on that. Upstairs in our suburban home <laughs> <laughs> with our soundboard and our on our MacBook Pro mm-hmm. with our our playlist on Spotify. Which by the way, You've already seen how I've set up yes. the play. We contributed to the playlist. When we when this goes live, you can go back to the website, mouthsounds.org, mm-hmm. pick episode 10, and on the website, you'll also see a link to this entire playlist. And so you can listen to more than just the, the bits and pieces that we're going to share. Yeah, and a couple other songs that we didn't. Exactly, because what the world needs more of is our picks of music. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So the song that started this entire discussion for th- for the two of you in the world who have not heard of Dua Lipa, 
which was I, there used to be three of us. <laughs> Recently, I heard of Dua Lipa. Saw her on Saturday Night Live or something a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, and so here's a quick. This is a snippet of Levitating. And it's about at that time. I was, I was about to remind you that our mics are live. Oh right. Yeah, I could duck that out, but if you say anything while the if you start singing along, I could include it on the podcast. Okay. And I fully expect that Anna, having picked out that song for some as something that we should listen to more of, when she hears that, she's probably dancing. Yeah. Well, Anna dances. She's a dance. She's minoring in dance or I don't, I think she is. Yeah. So, um, we started investigating all the different covers of these songs and discovered, uh, that some people don't change them at all. Mm -hmm. So here's a perfectly fine cover that does nothing special. This is by, and I I shouldn't like, I'm not dismissing it. I'm just giving credit to the, the, the artist, Ashley Price. Oops. I just bumped the microphone. Uh, and her, here's here's her version of that song. Oops. No, that was Dua Lipa. <laughs> I was going to say that sounded exactly the same. Yep, you're right. I've got to select. This is going to be fraught. Here's Ashley Price's version. Okay, so we've heard enough of that version. Yeah. You can listen to the rest of it on Spotify. What do you think of Ashley Price's version? It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds just like uh, Dua Lipa's version. Yep. Like, I don't think anything has changed. Like, not nothing in the background, it's nothing. A different vocalist. Yeah. It might be a little thinner in places. She doesn't, maybe she doesn't have the same production, but. Nah. Yeah. Okay. And now, just so that the listener can hear that there's all kinds of versions, here's the artist known as, known as, I think his name is, Matt Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm levitating the Milky Way. We're renegating, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, moonlight, you're my starlight, I need you. Okay. The yeah. listener cannot see the look on your face. <laughs> You want to, yeah. What's your, you look like you're the face of a carton of 2% milk is kind of what I see. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, I like the background, but I think everything that's fun about that song is no longer there. Matt Johnson, if you're listening, <laughs> we apologize that we've just claimed that you've removed all the fun out of that song. Uh, Someone yeah. probably thinks it's really romantic. Sure. Sure. Okay. It just sounds, I don't know. Like, I think the original version is just very fun and upbeat and like, it's definitely something you can like bob to or whatever. But like this one is just kind of there. 
it's just kind of there. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. So that's a great segue to this next one. And what yeah. do you think of this one? Um, this is, and this is an outstanding, uh, what we call them. They're kind of, they, so Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox or PMJ, they recreate a bunch of songs kind of as period pieces that feel like they're from the early 20th century, early to mid 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I kind of hate them because Scott Bradley is such an amazing piano player. And mm. then they bring in these amazing vocalists. So here's their take on, on levitating. Never ever too far. Glitter in the sky, glitter in my eyes, shining just the way you like. I feel like we're forever, every time we get together, but whatever, let's get lost on Mars. You want me, I want you, baby, my sugar boo, I'm levitating. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think now your face is kind of curdled milk. <laughs> you don't like that version. No, like there's nothing wrong with the style or anything. I just, I don't know. Like the swing pattern and stuff is fun, but it just doesn't fit the song at all. But that's the way they did the song. So it's fitting the way. Th- yeah, I, clearly you have a difference of opinion. From, oh, from Scott from Bradley. the people who made it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that people, yeah, we're, this is just our own opinion. And I'd, if they're proud of it, they should be very proud of their work. Yeah. It's technically really good. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't dig it. Which, which is um, frustrating because that's kind of, it's got this jazzy style that you would think our, our band mm-hmm. would want to do. No. So this is what this is the setup of the whole review episode is that made us think what are good covers and what are good songs that could be covered in different ways. Yeah. So uh tell us about your your pick for our, our review the next the next track. So the next track is um your song originally by Elton John. Um great song, um in my opinion. And the reason I picked this song was because growing up, um, I don't remember listening to the Elton John version. Like, I'm sure I probably heard it a couple times, but like always on road trips and stuff. Um, the one that was played was the Ewan McGregor version from Moulin Rouge, the movie, which mom is a big fan of. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great fine. movie. It's very weird, uh-huh. but yeah, it's fine. Um, and mom is super attracted to Ewan McGregor. It's true. And every time she hears this song, she like clutches her heart. And it's very funny. So do you want to start with the Elton John version? Sure. Okay. This is my song and this one's for you. You can tell everybody this is your song. It may be quite so pretty, pretty familiar song. Yeah, it's a pretty song. I would think that people have heard this one before. Yeah, and that's certainly like when I was learning piano, that this was like one of those songs that I just really wanted to play. 
Yeah. All the time. So, in contrast, <laughs> you and McGregor, mom's, I don't know. Heartthrob. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, here's how that goes. pause it because it, it could go on for a while mm-hmm. but uh i don't know if i'd advance it just a few seconds where he's really getting going how wonderful life is now you're in the world and then it starts to build yeah yeah and then mom swoons it's a really it's a really sweet scene yeah. Yeah. So, but that's that's the version of that song that you always thought of as that song mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. There are there are versions of uh, when I was growing up, the I l- listened to on my dad's stereo on the record player. There's a version of Loves Me Like a Rock, which is a Paul Simon song, but I never knew it as a Paul Simon song. I knew it as an Oak Ridge Brothers, Oak Ridge Boys song. Mm. That's the only version I knew. And there's versions of songs by Olivia, covers that Olivia Newton-John did of other songs that I only knew as Olivia Newton-John songs. Yeah. And, And so like you, I was lied to as a child that certain songs were played certain ways, but they weren't actually, that wasn't actually the original, but they were kind of the original in my, my own origin story. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I watched Moulin Rouge and I think the only time I watched Moulin Rouge, <laughs> um, it was like a couple of years ago and like he starts singing that song and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this song. Like that's the song that, mom plays on road trips and stuff and yeah like i'm sure i heard i know i've heard the elton john version a lot but every somewhere in the grocery store or some 94.1 light pop hits for adult contemporary like they're playing that song yeah someone is playing that song right now Mm -hmm. it's a great song yeah it's probably never not playing on some frequency wow that's how you know you've made it yeah, I think Elton John probably knows he's made it. <laughs> I'd hope so. Once they can do a biography of all the the terrible trauma you've been through in your life. Yeah. And the the, the not so great things you've done, then you've probably made it. Um <laughs> we also on the playlist we have uh Goodbye Yellow Brick Road in the cover by uh Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. which is an amazing cover, but um, Yeah. There's only so many Elton John songs we can, I mean, everyone's, there are whole albums dedicated just to covering Elton John. Yeah. And I should say, usually they don't hold up, but I think that Sarah Bareilles cover does. And I think the Ewan McGregor cover does. Yeah. They're both different enough that they've kind of. That's key. Yeah. They've made it their mm-hmm. own. And I do like, like 
Yeah. Like the Ewan McGregor one is fun. Well, I don't know. But it's different because it's uh, it's much more romantic than the Elton John one, which I always liked because it's it can be taken in so many different forms of love. And right. Be, so. Yeah. 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 Everyone wants a song to be their song, your song, or yeah. someone else to sing your song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So my next pick. So I think this is one of my favorite covers of all time. Um, but it's a cover of a Joe Cocker song called Space Captain, which is a song that should have been written or could have been written by an eight-year-old, I think. Like, like we're flying through space and we come to Earth and we forgot that we could fly and now we want peace on Earth kind of song. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. And I don't think anyone else sang the song before Joe Cocker did, but that's funny in and of itself because he did lots of covers of, of all kinds of other people. Um, so this is like one of the few kind of original songs that he did. And, um, I think this is a live version, which, and I just picture people really sweaty and greasy in the Fillmore East in New York. Yeah. You would have loved it. Sounds horrible. Yeah, probably. But (laughs) but it was so cool. learning to live together until yeah. we die it's a fun lyric it's yeah it's such a great great song um but the version i like even better and i think i'm including a, a youtube of the video of this in the studio mm. i think it's in herbie hancock's kind of home studio Oh, cool. With the Tedeschi Trucks band, which is Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks, is they're both amazing guitar players, and and their band, and Derek Trucks is a slide guitar player, and I I get I almost get teared up <laughs> hearing and and watching this version of the song, um, because because they do this ri- instrumental riff on each other. Herbie Hancock on the piano and Derek Trucks on the slide guitar and then leads into this amazing vocal form by Susan Tedeschi, which I just get all excited about. Yeah. So. It's a really cool part. Oh, I'm glad you you think so. Yeah. Yeah. You, you actually look genuine when you say that. Like, not just <laughs> I'm like, being genuine, yeah. Yeah, not just, oh, Dad, that's nice for you to say. So... And I think you have to watch the video because you see everyone just really getting into it. Although you see Susan Tedeschi with glasses on and then not with glasses on and singing with the back backup vocalist and then singing by herself. So you know it's all clipped together, but it's still just yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. 
and Herbie Hancock plays in this way where it doesn't sound like he's playing in time, but he's playing perfectly in time. That's cool. I, I just, I just can't get over. And then the two of them, him and Derek trucks, like are just, just playing with each other the whole time. Yeah. Like that clip's cool. Cause it's like starts off just really simple. Yeah. And like, it's just, they're each playing like, I don't know, four bars of just whatever they want. Right. And then they're building up to what you just heard. And like, that's really impressive for musicians. Like they're just coming up with that. Right. Just listening to what they're kind of quoting each other and then playing off of that. And it's, yeah, it's like they, uh, it's not like this battle. It's just this. Yeah. We could, we could do a whole review just on that cover, I think. Yeah. But I digress. What's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is not so much a cover. It's a combination of two songs um, of I Will by the Beatles and the Cup song, which, or When I'm Gone. So I don't, it's a, I don't know if it's a traditional song or. Yeah, I was trying to look it up and I, I've never seen Pitch Perfect. Yeah. You have. I have, yes. As a child. Yeah. I was like a sixth grader. Okay. So let's, so the song I Will in our family has all kinds of little moments where it's kind of insignificant. Like mom and I, when we were dating, I don't know, it was like a theme song. And then when each of you were in utero, Mm -hmm. I would kind of sing it to myself or sing it to you because I would, because it's like about meeting someone before you've met them. Yeah. And so that 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 just that song kind of kept coming up yeah um so and so you grew up with this song too yeah um, so anyway i will goes like this you, you know i love you still Pretty nice song. It's a nice song. Yeah, they're going to be big someday. <laughs> um, and then this Cup song, When I'm Gone, uh, tell the listener how it is you came, why you identify with this song. Because um, this, I think this is kind of very cool. With the, the Cup song? Yeah. Um, yeah, so in fifth grade... Um, I had not seen Pitch Perfect, but, um, my fifth grade teacher to do reading, like to get better at like speed reading kind of stuff. She was fine at reading. It was her students. Yes. She was very good, but she was teaching us how to read. Okay. Just Um, clarifying. Yeah. Um, so she started doing songs, um, for us. So we started off with Eye of the Tiger um it was excellent so we would read through it um like read through the song as fast as we could and then we would all sing it together and then we would do it again and see how we improved um and it was just kind of like this fun exercise for us to get better at um reading off the cuff and stuff like that Uh um and so one day we did this song um the cup song and we did that whole routine and then at the end of that we 
she taught us how to um, do the cup rhythm. So like the clapping and tapping with the cups. Uh-huh. Um, and it's done with like a partner, a group of people where you pass the cups around. Um, and so we did that all as a class of fifth graders um, all together while singing the song. And so as in, in anticipation of getting better at reading out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thanks, yeah. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, she's a good teacher. She is. Okay, so uh, the cup song where you've got a cued. Long way round, two bottles of whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company. And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? When I'm Okay. Yeah. It's a catchy song. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So then do you have anything to say about this mashup version? Um it's a combination of the two. Um and I think yeah, I think again mom introduced me to it like it was just on her Spotify recommended it or something oh, okay. and it's just on it in the car and Bailey Pelkman. Yes. We've never heard of. I have not heard of before. This is is a really fun cover. What I like about this in the mashup is that the timing meshes just fine, but not right at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of them's in like 2-4 and one of them's in 4-4 and they kind of offset. I don't know how to describe it, but we'll talk to Ian and see how he can explain what's going on here with the timing. I got my ticket for the long way round Two butter whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? Who knows how long I've loved you You know I love you still Will I wait a lonely lifetime? If you want me to, I will And it goes on and keeps meshing back and forth together. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a very hard song to sing along to because you know both songs. That version in particular, you mean the mashup version? The mashup version is hard to sing along to because if you know both songs, then you're anticipating what's going to come next for that song. And then it switches to the other song and it gets quicker and quicker between the intervals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... It's a fun, interesting thing. Yeah. And I can't imagine someone saying, you know, what really needs to happen is a mashup between the Beatles, I will and Anna Kendrick's cup song from pitch perfect. Like, <laughs> How did that happen? But that was a nice effect. Okay. My pick. Okay. Um, this is a pretty iconic intro, so I'll just let it intro itself. <laughs>
and you're bopping your head back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, you're a Prince fan. Uh, I like that song. I don't know if I know too much more Prince songs. Yeah, kind of before your time. Yeah. Uh, do you remember hearing this cover uh, live? No. I Because uh, this cover is Sarah Jarosz. Uh, and we saw her several years ago now. And she did this cover right down the street from here. Her on mandolin. Oh, right. And the guy playing her, her bass player playing upright double bass. Yeah. And um, I like the intro because if you don't know what it is, it sounds vaguely familiar. And mm-hmm. then there, you kind of get to that riff and and then realize what they're doing. And in the middle, there's a fantastic bass solo but that we'll just have to leave for the listener. But it, it opens, well, differently. Oops. I also have to turn up the volume for people to hear it. <laughs> Technical difficulties. There we go. Play. goes on as as that song does the um yeah i think there's this you kind of realize what that song is and then you get really into it and then it's amazing and i've played that song so much i've actually gotten tired of it i have to put it away (laughs) well i encouraged your band to play that song yeah we tried it we just haven't really gotten into it yeah um because it's it's repetitive, yeah. And I, th- uh, that's not a good excuse. Like there's, I would say, there's oh, lots there's- of repetitive songs. Yeah, right. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe if only we had a, uh, uh, a mandolin. Shame we don't have a mandolin in our jazz band. We own one, right? But nobody can really play it, right? <laughs> I've I've tried. Well, I need to work on it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I highly recommend Sarah DeRose if people haven't listened to Sarah DeRose. Yes, very good. And um, and Prince, but mm-hmm. Sarah DeRose is, in addition to great covers of songs, she uh, is an excellent songwriter. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, this next one is one that we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. This is... One of the most covered songs, in my knowledge. Um, Sorry. <laughs> did you run into the microphone? Yeah, I keep bumping into it. Um, yeah, so this is Hallelujah, um, which apparently was first recorded by Leonard Cohen. He wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, which I had not heard that version until we came up with this idea for the podcast. Uh-huh. And I was always like, when I think of that song, I picture the Rufus Wainwright version, which uh-huh. we've played a lot. It's on the Shrek soundtrack. Is it? I think so. Oh, interesting. Maybe not in the movie, but I think it's on the soundtrack huh. album. 
Yeah, there's a great, if you want to know more about this song, there's a, there's a podcast called Soul Music. It's made by the BBC, and they profile songs and what, how people connect with songs. Oh, cool. And this is one of their episodes. And they have a long story about how this song was not successful at all. Mm. And prob barely even got produced, and then you you've got it queued up for the Leonard Cohen version that eventually did make it into recording, and it sounds like this, or like this. It goes like this: the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing. Okay, so what do you think of that version? It's kind of creepy. It is creepy. You wouldn't think, oh, this is going to be the song that all people are really going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about that, I don't know if you picked the clip for this reason, but I do like the fact that the song in that particular verse. I did, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and explain. So the verse is explaining the i don't the fourth the fifth the minor mm-hmm. fall and the major lift uh so those are all musical stuff and they're doing that <laughs> stuff well, i'm um yeah yeah and they're you took music theory <laughs> yeah so they're like intervals to the fourth and the fifth mm-hmm. and they're playing that as they sing it yep yeah it's the yeah telling you what chords to play along yeah yeah it's an instruction yeah if they would just do that with every song, that would help me out quite a bit. So here's the Rufus Wainwright version. Fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Also an excellent version. Yeah. Um, it's pretty. It's really pretty. He's got such an amazing voice, I think. Yeah. Um, and with the piano and stuff, it's yeah. more somber. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of Had you heard of Jeff Buckley before we started doing this? Uh, I don't think so. Like I've probably heard it, but not. I'm not familiar with the name. Because this is also a a revered version. Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing Hallelujah 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 Okay, and then And there's lots of other versions Like we can't we happen to have four of them here, but that's like yeah. just a f- small fraction. A drop in the ocean. Yeah. So there's this other one that you picked out. You want to say anything about this one? It is by Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. That's, that's why this podcast is a hit. And is. Um, she often, we've gone to many of her concerts. Yeah. Um, and she would often play these near the end and make you cry 
I mean, if I if I cried, yeah, this would this would bring tears. Yeah, she's kind of known for closing out uh, encores with this. And yeah. once we saw it was outside, and we saw like this. There's a shooting star giant behind shooting it. Shooting star, yeah, right mm-hmm. over her head. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, and she's she knows how to sing. She does, yeah. yeah. Goes like this: the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. The barefoot king composing hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's uh, it's very nice. It's very nice. That that was recorded in a studio. But there's uh, lots of versions of her doing that live, mm-hmm. um, which reminded me of, well, it reminded me of a couple of things. It reminded me of the other cover that she does live is, um, well, she she does a few, but the Folsom Prison Blues, her yeah. cover of Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. that was one of the first songs I saw her do, and that, that won me over yeah. for life pretty much. Yeah, she has recordings of that one too. Yeah. Also very good. And that also reminded me just just because of the name of uh, Hallelujah, I Love Her So, which is a completely different song by Ray Charles. Mm. And recently in the last year, I had this recording that you guys gave me of Ella Fitzgerald singing live in Berlin, oh. like, <laughs> like less than a decade after World War II, which just boggles me. And she does yeah. a cover of Hallelujah, I Love her hymn so a cover of ray charles wow. and she does it a couple of, then she covers herself covering ray charles wow yeah so that just came to mind all yeah. of those things so if you guys haven't heard of ray charles or ella fitzgerald go check them out they're pretty good <laughs> they're yeah. pretty good yeah that's our that's our observation of things so that's our plug for the week yes yeah, yeah our, our hot tip <laughs> Okay, I've got to advance a little bit. Are there discussion points here that we've been leaving out? No. Okay. I don't think so. So I wanted to include this song by John Prine. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, who's also dead, which is... <laughs> Several people on this list are yeah, dead. Yeah, but John Prine, like he died... Fairly recently. Uh, yeah, like on the, the 2020. first wave of COVID. Mm-hmm. And that just made me just angry because um, that just was a shame because he survived. There was this joke, apparently, I think it was Josh Ritter, mm. another musician who would tour with John Prine. And he said, yeah, if something along the lines of, if, I don't worry about getting on a plane with John Prine because that guy can survive anything because he th- mm. survived throat cancer and all right. these other diseases and, and, conditions and then COVID got him. Um, Hmm. yeah. So, uh, and the last album he recorded was this, uh, uh, just really great album, which has, uh, Brandy Carlisle singing backup actually on several songs, including a song that is, uh, poetically when I get to about when he gets to heaven Hmm. and then, yeah. So anyway, this, uh, this song called Summer's End, 
which I have a note here to cue it up at 145. It's just a nice song. And if you don't know John Prine, he's just kind of, I mean, he's got kind of a scratchy voice and he's kind of just matter of fact. Well, he survived throat cancer. So. And that it changed his voice. And then he still goes to concerts for the hippies and the Vietnam vets. Like, yeah. He's just an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. So here's this really nice song. Very good on vinyl. If you haven't. Yeah. Good, good tip there, hipster. <laughs> Can see that you can't win for trying And New Year's Eve is bound to leave you crying Come on home Come on home No, you don't have to be alone There's all these great lines in that song, I think, too. Lots of... Lots of things when you do kind of a double take, like, oh, he said this thing that mm-hmm. that's really quite clever. Like, Yeah, he's a good lyricist. Yeah, yeah. I wanted just a big line, a, a, a book of just John Prine quotes. Uh, but recently I heard Phoebe Bridgers, who's, uh, you know, I'm a fanboy of Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> like any 50-year-old guy is a <laughs> fan guy of the kind of bitter, morose, 20-something white singer-songwriting woman. Yeah. Um, but she did this cover of that song, and it's totally, well, totally admirably different. Um, I'm stalling as I'm sliding the slider. Yeah. Well, she does a lot of, like, she does her own original stuff, but then also does clever covers of other stuff too. Yeah. She's, there's a great cover of, uh, the cure. She does a cover of Metallica, but mostly I, I really like her songwriting and, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not really her demographic, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I think she's a fantastic songwriter and I like how she interpreted this song. And in particular, she has the intros with, this recording like voicemail from her dad saying, Hey, sorry, I forgot your birthday. And it was kind of this like downer of a, of a image to start a song with. And the song kind of takes this whole twist on what John Prine was doing. Yeah. Moon and stars hang out in bars, just talking. I still love that picture of us walking. Just like that old house we thought was haunted Summer's end came faster than we wanted And then it goes into the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after John Prine. She, I think that was recorded after John Prine had died. So just that kind of just jabbed at me. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about the next song because it's happier. Yeah, this is a much happier song. Um, so I chose uh, "The Best" by Tina Turner, um, which is a very fun song. And I again heard the cover first. Um, that astounds me. I I don't know. I think I must have heard it, but maybe not. I mean, we don't listen to the radio, and and we don't have Tina Turner on vinyl here or, or, yeah, or yeah yeah 
Okay. You yeah. Know, should I just play this? Do you want to say anything sure. else about Sure, go ahead. It? Okay. I thought it was going to break into the chorus there, and then I realized there's a whole other stanza. Yeah. Okay. So, the and then if people know the song, they know how it builds and builds and builds. So, the next, as I'm queuing it up, you want me just to play it, or do you want to? Sure, we can talk about it after. Okay, that means I have to cue um, it. So, the song is by Noah Reed. Um, oh, that's, not, that's obscure. Yeah. I'll just say that much. Okay. I call you when I need you and my heart's on fire You come to me wild and wild You come to me and give me everything I need Give me a lifetime of promises and a world of dreams Speak the language of love like you know what it means Come on, it can't be wrong okay. Better than all the rest Better than anyone Anyone I've ever met And I'm stuck on your heart Okay, explain. Um, yeah, so that's... I don't know, maybe my favorite song on this list. Um, it's a good choice. So, yeah, so I first heard that song on something we've already reviewed. Um... Little known show known Little as Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Good show. Yes. And Noah Reed plays Noah Reed plays a character on that show. Um who I don't want to go into too many details in case you're watching. Yeah. But um Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you can't explain too much. Yeah. Fair enough. But essentially he's playing the song for another character mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, it's, it's a very it, heartfelt, sweet moment. It's one of the sweetest scenes in all of TV history. Yeah, that might be hyperbole. No, I'd agree with that. Okay. Yeah, it's a really sweet scene. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet because like, there's like the buildup of the entire episode is like anticipating that this performance is going to be a disaster or. Well, people are are anxious about the fact that this character is performing um, and they don't really know, like, what he's going to be playing. And then when he does play, it's just totally met with, like, yeah, just total admiration. And And genuine, uh, genuine genuineness. I don't know what the, the adverb is there. Yeah, and just... It was yeah, teary it was, eyes and yeah. happiness. It's very cute. And I so the premise is that it was at an open mic night. Yeah, which does sound. I have to agree with the other character. Like <laughs> that could be disastrous and a nightmare and awful. Yeah. And the last thing you might want to face is someone who you really, someone you care about, care about and really want to like for them to fall on their face or and, and you don't want to see them in 
to be something less than what you were already holding them up to be. Mm-hmm. So it's fraught. Yeah. And then it turns out it's completely the opposite of what you would fear. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so there's another episode later where they do play the original. Yes. We don't want to give anything away, but we should just say that it was probably a year before mom realized those two were the same songs. Mom figured out that those were the same song fairly recently. Yes. And we love her for that. And we love her for yes. that. We just rewatched those two episodes just to like back to back because they're not back to back in the series. Yeah. Just to show like, look, these are the same songs. I don't think she believed us when we were trying to convince her that. Yeah. That and it's played happened. another time uh-huh. at the end of the series. Yeah. It's like. So, and there may be people who've seen that entire series and didn't realize that that had happened. Yeah. That that really the, was the same song. The cover is very different from the original. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go back and watch, what would that be? Season? Season four. Four? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Good choice. Your favorite song on the list? I don't know. Well, maybe right now. That's, it's, it's a good choice. Things change. Of course. We all change. <laughs> Okay, my next choice is a Ben Folds 5 song called Kate, which goes like this. I think a fun thing to know about Ben Folds 5 is that it's actually a trio. So to call them Ben Folds 5 is hilarious. Um, that's a back from the nineties and it's just a good groove. It's just a great song, I think. Yeah. Um, and then recently in the last, eh, about a year ago or so, uh, scary pockets, which is a, a funk cover group. Uh, I think Jack Kant or Conti, he, he leads them and he organizes and brings in guest singers and he does, he has a few outfits and i think he also founded patreon no just i think like he's behind that um but here's his band scary pockets and they always have a different vocalist come in or they have guest vocalists come in and well i'll just cue this up and play it and then explain what i really especially like about this version and it is a rainbow and she sings, and she breathes. Kate, Kate, So pretty good uh, solo on the electric piano. Yeah. And if you watch the video of this they pan over and it's Ben Folds playing electric piano on the cover of his own song. Yeah. And that just, that just tickles me to no end. Yeah. (laughs) I think I remember when it came out or something and you like texted the family group chat or something. It was like, look, it's Ben Folds. And was, you were very excited about it. I was very excited. And because it, 
I don't think I realized, like it wasn't labeled as like, oh, and Ben Folds is playing on this. It was just playing. I was watching it like, oh my God, that's Ben Folds playing <laughs> on his own song on the cover. And yeah. Yeah. Um, plus it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. We include a few others there. The the version of I Want You Back by the Jackson 5 covered by Lake Street Dive mm-hmm. is worth a listen for sure. Um, but we're we're ending on... Uh, I I was not actually very happy when uh, the band decided this would be a good song to play. I was wrong, but I was I was initially grumpy about it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the song? The original. Yeah. It's fine. I think it's it's a fun song. Like. Yeah. I cued it up to the part that bugs me the the most. <laughs> Great, which, which is saying something where it's where there's clapping the there's this clap that I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, up and coming band known as the Jonas Brothers playing sucker. I wanted to clap, 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 clap. Yeah. But that's probably overkill on the microphone. <laughs> so, uh, a, a band, this is, this is shameless because this is my band playing our version of this song as, um, I think of it as a service and that's, that's ridiculous. Like the Jonas brothers don't need us covering their song. No, I don't think they know about you. And that's fine. It's probably just as well. I mean, of the bands out there, they're like really popular bands that are out there right now. Like, they're not the worst. Uh, the Jonas Brothers or or my band? The Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. They make some fun songs. They make they make some really good songs. They're well produced. They have well, lots of funding. They are produced, and and. <laughs> <laughs> And they, yeah, they've, there's a good production there. Uh, we are a four-piece underproduced band. What I like about this version is, uh, in particular, what Ian does with the drums in between yeah. the stanzas. Uh, do you want to say anything else? I could say. You don't have to. Um, yeah, just play it. Okay. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different way of doing that song. Yeah. And in the first verse, he does more uh, rim shot kinds of stuff. And yeah. Those yeah. might be my favorite. The rim shots? On yeah. The, yeah. Like what he just, like the song starts off with just those, like, just like that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. See if I can pick that up. Since since it's your favorite, I want to make sure we, we cover that. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He does. He's, he's a he's a pretty good musician, having yeah. studied music and playing music all the time. And teaching music. And, and teaching music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a cover to end with. The yeah. the least well-known band of the entire 34-song playlist that we've put together. Uh, and now that we have the cat meowing in the background, yeah. yelling at us to finish our podcast. Um, this was fun, if for no other reason than to be able to play around with other equipment and play songs. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Any last words? No. Mouthsounds.org for the playlist. Yeah. And a few bonus tracks, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I guess the next recording probably will be remote, remote, a thousand miles away. Not quite that much, but yeah. Well, it's cl- by the time all the wires get there, they <laughs> they spiral them around, so it probably is a thousand miles. Mm. Um, and we'll go back to some uh, less technical, but especially interesting and meaningful episode for the listener. Yes. Okay. All right, Reed. Thanks for reviewing cover songs. Wait, do we have? Are we answering this question at the bottom, or are we just? Oh, was that just for us? That brings up the yeah. This has bring brought up the question of: Do we need theme music for this podcast? I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten ten episodes in without it, but yeah, some we're we're thriving in spite of the fact that we don't have a theme music. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can work on that. We could take mm-hmm. suggestions. Mm-hmm. We've had some ideas. Yeah, we have. Okay. I mean, you have a band at your disposal. I so. do, and a recording process and a keyboard. Yeah. So I do like how we enter into the recording just saying, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> no theme music necessary. Yeah. But, but like the, the end or something. Yeah, the end, like some kind of something to march people out so that they know that we're done yeah it could just be the cat we could just record the cat just telling us to stop meowing bitterly yeah yeah that'd be a good end i think it's because the heat turned on and she knows that oh if she were in here she'd be warm yeah we're taking up the space okay yeah well we should end before the cat kills us she can't get in well not yet (laughs) (laughs) all right Good talking to you, Reed. Keep your feelings inside. Thanks, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye.